going to give the Lord some praise this morning for waking us up, starting us on our way. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? I said, is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. We want to welcome you this morning to our in-person as well as our live stream service on this third Sunday of April. Amen. We are just giving God praise and, and blessing his name. Uh, I'm asking for those of you who have... Um, uh, your your t cell phones and able to text and, and to do all of the social media. Reach out to your friends this morning. Tell them to join you. You can join us on our Facebook page at Doylestown, Second Baptist Church at Doylestown, or on our website at sbcod.org. Amen. We appreciate you all joining with us this morning. We are blessed this morning on our youth Sunday to have one of our youth uh, who is leading us in worship. Amen. Brother Christopher Evans and uh, Chris has led worship uh, many times in the past, and he does an excellent job. He is a student at Bucks County Community College. Uh, he's completing his first year, amen, in May. And so we're thanking God for that. And I thank God for his willingness to serve God, amen, because he loves the Lord. Come on, let's thank God. Let's welcome our worship leader this morning, Christopher Evans. Good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning want to welcome you to our in-person and live stream service on this blessed Sunday. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Please stand and let us pray. Praise God together. Oh, we'll give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Yes, he is good. 
Shine your face and bless, blessing over us. Give us courage to go into all the world and take the message of the gospel of peace. We need you now more than ever before. Our times are in your hands. Wake us up, Lord. Remind us to live aware, listen to your words, and be willing to make a difference in this land. Give us the courage to speak out. Help us to stay silent, but to do all things through your wisdom and love. Bring honor to your name in these days, Lord, for you alone are worthy. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Please remain standing for our responsive reading. This morning our responsive reading is number 567, Regression. There was a man in the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou dost, except God be with him. Jesus answered him and said unto him, Verily, verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born? And he entered the second time into his father's womb and be born. Jesus answered, Verily, verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not they, I say unto thee, ye must be born again. But what saith it? The world is thy thee, even thy mouth, and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be served. For with the mouth man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession faith unto salvation. Altogether. For the scripture shall whoever believes and whoever believed in him shall not be ashamed. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures. We're marching to Zion. Let us sing a song of praise for the Lord.
say amen we're marching to Zion that beautiful city of Zion we're marching onward to Zion that beautiful city of God what a day it will be when we get to that beautiful city of Zion amen now that is for those who are believers who have received and accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior amen 
Because if you don't know him in these days and ages that we're living, you need to get to know him right now. Amen, somebody. We want to thank Brother Christopher Evans, amen, for a great job leading us in our worship this morning. Amen. We're going to have our official welcome this morning, and we're going to ask Sister Van Winters if she will come and give us our welcome. Let's welcome Sister Van. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm going to be doing the welcome, but I want to say something before I do. Uh, you know, with all the bad news and the killings and stuff that's going on, it's just tough uh, out there now. And uh, I hate watching television. I won't even turn my television on because I hate to hear what the news it, it will be. And I just say, I know the Lord must be unhappy with the stuff we're doing down here. But anyway, uh, what was on my mind was the song, Let There Be Peace on Earth. Let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me. Let there be peace on earth, the peace that was meant to be. With God, our creator, family all are we. Let us walk with each other in perfect harmony. Let peace begin with me. Let this be the moment now with every step I take. Let this be my joyous vow to take each moment and live each moment in peace eternally. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me and you and you all over the world, let there be peace. Now my duty is to, is to <laughs> sorry, my duty is to welcome the in-house uh, visitors as well as our live stream visitors. Uh, we love to greet and meet all of you, and we're glad, we're so happy you chose to worship with us today. And uh, we hope you'll come back and we hope you uh, will be strengthened by what you have learned from the pastor's sermon today. If you're in this area again, please come by and visit us. We'd love to see you. We'd love to visit with you. But we have a saying here. The first time you are a visitor, the second time you are family, the second time and thereafter. May God bless all of you and have a blessed day day. Amen. amen. Let the church say amen. amen. We want to thank uh, Sister Van for that hearty welcome this morning and just praising God for all of his blessings. Amen. For each and every one of you. And again, for those who are watching by live stream, we thank the Lord for you. Amen. Uh, those of you here at Second Baptist know that our church theme for 2023 and we know that all together that we are together in Christ amen that we are together in Christ uh, many of you have participated over these uh, number of months uh, through our Christ and cultural humility journey that we've been on uh, we've had several sessions uh, and we have a concluding session 
that is going to take place on Sunday, April the 23rd. So please mark on your calendar that uh, right after church, please stay with us. Amen. Uh, this has been a great time for us to really get a chance to learn about one another and spend some time. We learned some things about one another that we didn't know. Amen. We have a very diverse uh, congregation and uh, from many different cultures and, and backgrounds. And so it's a beautiful thing to really get to know one another. So please put that on your calendar on next Sunday, April the 23rd, immediately after the church worship service. Uh, we do have a light lunch uh, for you, those who are able to stay with us. We would appreciate that. Also, just a couple of save the dates that our women's ministry is sponsoring a book club. Uh, uh, author who's going to be there, Robin uh, Johnson, who helped to participate with us in our Black History Month presentation. Uh, she's going to be there and signing a book, and uh, women are going to do a book club there with her. Also, make sure that you put on your calendar our golf outing, the Jimmy Jones Memorial Golf Classic that's going to take place on Friday, August the 25th. So please make sure that you get, matter of fact, get your foursomes together, amen. We are looking forward uh, to that. Uh, we had a, just an outstanding uh, year last year, and, you know, we want to top that. Uh, and so we have to go some to top what we did last year, but uh, please mark that on your calendar. Uh, we have some new scholarships that's going to be coming uh, from there uh, in honor of Brother Jimmy, so we want to make sure that we do that. You all know that on the last Sunday of this month, which is April the 30th, we are having a joint worship service with Doylestown Presbyterian Church. They were here with us in November. They came out in great numbers, and uh, we are asking our congregation on April the 30th, we are going to go to their facility at 1030 a.m. Amen. I was sharing with their pastor uh, that, you know, sometimes our crowd is a little slow arriving, amen, but we wouldn't be on time uh, for that service. I told him, make sure you save a section over there because, you know, our bus pulls up a little later and also uh, let's make sure that we are there on, somebody say on time, <laughs> on time, amen, on uh, Sunday, April the 30th. Uh, I will be bringing the message that morning and our backbench boys will uh, be there with us and so we want to come out and let them know that Second Baptist is in the house. Amen. So please make sure on the last Sunday so we will not have service here at our church at 1030. We all are going to have that worship service at Doolstown Presbyterian Church. Amen. We also want to remind you that this coming Thursday is our church virtual business meeting. That's at 7 o'clock p.m. Those who are members of Second Baptist Church of Doolstown, we certainly invite and encourage you uh, to uh, attend our church business meeting. Uh, the information is uh, on the e-blast that goes out or the website, amen, or Facebook page uh, for our sign-in information for there. Uh, also, our scholarship ministry. They are looking for those, if you have children who are graduating from uh, high school or college or, or those who may be older and, and still involved in uh, the educational uh, process uh, to please make sure that you submit your applications for scholarships. The Lord has blessed us here at Second Baptist to be able to be a blessing to our youth for many, many years. I'm not even sure what we're up to now on the amount that we have given out over the years. Uh, Sister Stacy, how much have we given out over the 
60, 70,000 uh, dollars that we have given as scholarships to our young people. So we uh, thank God uh, for that. We would ask that you make sure that you get the scholarships in. The deadline, I believe, is May the 30th. So please make sure, parents, make sure that you have your youth uh, get these applications in so that we want to bless you. So please make sure that you do so. It is our time to give back to God, amen. And since we've been in the pandemic, uh, we've been doing things a little differently on the way that we collect our offering. Uh, for those of you at church, we have an offertory box that is located in the back of the church. And so before you leave today, just make sure that you uh, drop your tithes and your offerings there uh, in the offertory box at the back of the church. For those of you who are watching by live stream, you can click on the Tithely button right there on the website. You can submit your tithes and your offerings there, or you can mail them in. So we thank God for the opportunity to give. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be able to give back to you. We realize, God, that everything we have, it belongs to you. You've asked us, God, to, to bring into this storehouse that which you have blessed us with, Lord God, so that we might be able to be a blessing to others. We ask a special blessing on those who gave. We ask, God, that you bless those who had a desire to give but had it not. But, Lord, we just want to say thank you this morning. Because we know, God, that you're in control and in charge of all things. And everything we have, Lord, it belongs to you. We ask a special blessing on each and every individual, each family, Lord God, as well. We ask these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Let the church say, amen, amen. amen. Come on, let's welcome the Backbench Boys this morning. Amen.
scream and shout No one will be able to put me out Walk around heaven. 
sang my last song. Sitting here, trying to give God an excuse why not to share what he showed me last night. We have a grandson who is rebelling against the Lord, against the family. And I've had uh, someone from the church that has shared a similar experience with me. And of course, in praying for these individuals, God gave me an example last night. I saw a vision of someone hanging over the cliff. Couldn't go up, couldn't go down, too deep. And a person came up upon the cliff and saw him from below. He, he was above. And he said, well, I have some rope with me. I'll, I'll throw it down to you. The man knew it was too short, but he threw it anyway. Do with it what you can. God said, is that me? And I said, no, God, that was not you. He says, I throw a rope down that is longer than any other rope you could come by. And it's up to the individual to grab the rope, and I will pull them up. I will pull them up. So he showed me that my prayer is in God do something for my grandchild and another individual's children, but to pray for the child and the other children that they will reach out and take that rope. So whether it's a great example, there's somebody here in this church sitting or on the web, God's throwing you the rope constantly. He just wants us to grab onto it. So let's pray. Father, I give you thanks for giving me the courage to share this this morning. You taught me a better way to pray. I will place my faith on you, that you will never let go of that rope, and you will always dangle it to anyone who is in need of salvation, anyone who is in need of turning back to you, coming home. So, Father, I thank you for this vision. We prayed this morning before the service started, and we thank you so much for this church. It is a lighthouse. 
people drive by every single day. And Lord, we are here not to build ourselves up, not to spruce this church up to attract people to think we're clean. We're here because we worship you outright, boldly, without any excuse. And we thank you, Lord, for how you have taken care of us. Our sister Van reminded us of the decay that this country is going through, if not the whole world. Morality, character, compassion, they're decaying, Father. And we know that's not because of you. It's because of all of us. This church, which I call my church because I'm a member here, we love you, Lord. We don't consider ourselves first, but our brothers and sisters. We thank you for this love. We ask that you would pour this love out, not only on the congregation sitting, but viewing. We thank you for the pastoral staff that you have blessed us with. Uh, all three of these men are just awesome in serving you. And Lord, I ask that you would pour out buckets of blessings on them. They invest their time. They invest their love. They invest their compassion on each and every one of us and any stranger that would come to us. Father, may our ears be perked this morning. May we hear a message, knowing that if there are 80 people sitting here and 200 on the screen, that there could be 280 different messages received because you have something for each and every one of us. Reach out and grab it. And we'll thank you, Father, in your son's precious name. Amen.
I was sitting there working the call to Monday's bench, and I was filled with misery. But that same God that touched my daddy one day, he stopped by and laid you in the song.
hands together. That's Pastor Paul, amen. <laughs> Pastor Paul has some gifts in those fingers, amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord for the backbench, but they threw down this morning, amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that one day the Lord laid his hands on me. Anybody glad this morning? I said, is anybody really glad this morning that the Lord has laid his hands on you, amen, with every head bowed? Eternal God, our Father, Lord, we've come this morning just to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for watching out over us as we slumbered and slept on last night. Lord, we thank you that you touched us with the finger of your love this morning and allowed us to wake up to a brand new day, a day that was not promised to us. But Lord, we just come to say thank you this morning, Lord. Thank you for waking us up. Thank you for starting us on our way. And so, Lord, we give you praise. We thank you, Lord, for the songs that have been sung. We thank you, God, for the prayers that have been prayed. But, Lord, we need to hear a word from thee. Lord, in this difficult, pressing time in which we live, realize, Lord God, that we can't make it without you. So we ask, God, if there's someone here under the sound of my voice who does not know you personally in the pardoning of their sins, Lord, upon your word coming forth, it is my prayer, God, that someone would cry out this morning, Lord God, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? For we ask this in the mighty, matchless, marvelous name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Let the church say amen. The men were singing, and uh, Brother Herb said, and my hands started clapping, and my feet started stomping, <laughs> amen, and I was right along with them, because my hands started clapping, my feet, amen, started stomping, and I just want to say thank you, Lord, and give the Lord some praise, amen. What a mighty God that we serve. You know, we're just coming off of a great Easter Sunday on last week, amen, and I pray that everybody had a blessed time, and you, you know, folk like to take off after Easter, you know. Uh, you know, some of my CME folk, the Christmas, Mother Day, and Easter folk, amen, and I see uh, some of them took off, amen, this Sunday. They were here on last Sunday, and, and, and they took off, Amen. But how many of you know that, listen, God never takes a day off from us? Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm glad about it, that the Lord never takes a day off from us. And so we ought to rejoice in the Lord. But we had just an awesome time. It's my prayer that everyone had a blessed Easter. And truth is, we should all be filled with joy over the fact that Jesus Christ has risen from the grave, just like he said he would. Amen. So this morning, what I want to do this morning, church, I want to pick up from where we left off on last week, amen. You, you know, you have Easter Sunday, but that's not the end of the story, amen. So I want to pick up this morning where we left off and tell you about the great transformation that took place in the disciples as well as others, amen. And this word is found in the Gospel of John in the 20th chapter. If you all be so kind to stand with me this morning, 
As we look at the Gospel of John in the 20th chapter, I want to lift this morning verses 19 through 31. I'm going to use the NIV translation this morning. I want to make this as plain and as clear as we can. Amen. Listen, if you will, to the words that are recorded there. For the word of God says that on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And he said this. He showed them his hands inside. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve was with net with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him that we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again. Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But there are written that these may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Let me read that again, where it says, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by what? Believing you may have life in his name. I want somebody to look up to heaven right now and just say, Lord, I believe. Look up to heaven this morning and say, Lord, do you really believe this morning, church? Come on in here, somebody. If you really believe, then let's give the Lord some praise. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Lord, I believe. Amen. If you all remember this story, Jesus had an encounter with Mary Magdalene at the tomb. And it was there at the tomb that he had forbidden her to touch him. Matter of fact, Jesus said unto her, touch me not. 
for I am not ascended to my father. He said, but go to my brethren and say to them that I am ascending to my father and your God and to my God and your God. And so the word says that at Jesus' command that Mary went rushing back to the disciples and that she told them about this great encounter that she had with Jesus. And so she went then and witnessed to them of the resurrection. And in the sharing of her faith, she received sight herself. She said that I have been seen by the Lord. And this gospel before us today, church, presents part of what I believe is the greatest love story in history, that of Christ for his church. You see, in our text, a great transformation takes place. Here, the followers of Jesus are plagued with two problems, fear and doubt. Two problems that we are all too familiar with, fear and doubt. One is emotional and the other is intellectual. One is societal and the other is personal. So here we see Christ coming to his disciples and his presence brings about a grand, great transformation in their lives because they are changed from being fearful disciples to faithful disciples. They are changed from being doubting disciples to believing disciples. In the beginning, they were fearful. They were found meeting behind closed doors. They were overwhelmed by both the external and the internal fears. The external fear was a fear of danger from their enemies. They had almost been arrested with Jesus, and here they are. They feared that what happened to Jesus was going to happen to them. But there was also an internal fear. There was a fear that was generated from a sense of guilt and shame for abandoning Jesus in his time and need. And now the report of his resurrection, it filled them with fear that Christ might come with them and punish them because of what they've done. But the gospel lets us know that Jesus came not to punish them, but he came to empower them. And he came to bring about a great transformation in their life. Amen. He came to take them from being fearful and to turn them into faithful disciples. And church, so it is with us today. Amen. Jesus came not to punish, but he came to empower you. Amen. And he came so that he might bring a great transformation in your life. And so the word says to us in verses 19 through 21 of the text, listen again to what it says. And so it says, and with that, uh, the word says that on the evening of that first day of the week, verse 19 to 21, amen, that when the disciples were together with the doors locked for the fear of the Jewish believers, that Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Amen. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, Jesus said, so I am sending you. Amen. 
Jesus said that the Father has sent me. Amen. What he was doing, he was telling the disciples by whose authority he did his work. Amen. And so now Jesus is passing the job on to his disciples. He's passing it on to them so that they might spread the gospel of salvation around the world. Amen. And church, we need to know today that when the Father sends you, then you have authority to do the job. Amen. That whenever, whatever it is that God is asking you to do, church, remember that your authority comes from God. Amen. That's what Jesus demonstrated to us in his life. Amen. That the Father sent Jesus. And so Jesus sends us his followers. Amen. And Jesus doesn't just send you out without uh, anything and giving you what you need to get the job done. Jesus supplies and the Lord supplies all that you need to get the job done. Amen. If you look at verse 22 and 23 of the text. Amen. Listen to what it says. It says, and with that, he, meaning Jesus, breathed on them. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. And he said, watch this, church. He said, if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. He says, but if you do not forgive them, then they are not forgiven. And he says that <laughs> you have to hold on to what God is asking us to do. Jesus gave the disciples the Holy Spirit. Amen. He gave them a foretaste of what all believers experience when you give your heart and your life over to Jesus. Amen. You see, in order to do God's work, we need the guidance and we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Truth is, we cannot do it in our own strength. Amen. Because we won't be able to succeed. Have you ever tried to do something in your own strength? How did it work out for you? Didn't work out real well. Amen. But when Jesus breathes on you, I want to tell you this morning that something good is about to happen. Let me say that again. That when Jesus breathes on you, something good is about to happen. Because there is life in the breath of God. Amen. Listen, man was created but didn't come alive until God breathed into him the breath of life. Amen. Listen, God formed us, church, out of the dust of the ground. And he breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Amen. Listen to me. Y'all may not want to hear this, but let me just tell you the truth. We were created from the dust of the ground. And there ain't nothing fancy about the chemical elements in the dust. Amen, somebody. The truth is, the body is nothing but a lifeless shell until God brings it alive with his breath of life. Amen in here, somebody. And so when God removes his life-giving breath, guess what happens? Our bodies once again return to the dust of the ground. Amen. So we need to understand that our life and our worth comes from God's spirit. Amen. I see folks going around bragging all the time about their accomplishments uh, only to stumble and fall. Amen. But in reality, church, our worth doesn't come from our accomplishments down on here. Amen. But our worth comes from the God of this universe. Amen. Amen. Who chooses to give us the miraculous gift of life. Amen. 
this breath that we have, the very next breath that you have, God gave it to you. And let me tell you something, God has the power to take it away. Amen in here, somebody. The Bible says that when Jesus breathed on his disciples, he gave them the power to do God's will on earth. Amen. And Jesus is telling his disciples here that now you got a spirit-powered and a spirit-guided mission to accomplish. Amen. And you know what that mission is? It's really the same mission that we have. And that is to preach the good news about Jesus Christ. Amen. So that people's sins might be forgiven. I was listening to Deacon Busby's testimony. Amen. And, and, and just to let you know, uh, Deacon Busby, you know you're not the only one that's going through that has a loved one, a child, a relative, or somebody you know who is rebelling against God. As the Bible says in the time we're living right now, that even believers are rebelling against God. We are living, church, in a last day scenario right now, amen? And as the time we have, whatever time we have, the Lord can come right now, amen, at any moment. And I'd be glad if he did. All I say, Lord, come, Lord Jesus, come, amen? But in the meanwhile, while we're still here, our mission is to preach the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, so that people's sins might be forgiven. Amen? Listen to me. The disciples didn't have power to forgive sins. Only God can forgive sins. Amen? But Jesus gave them the privilege of telling new believers that their sins have been forgiven because they accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. Amen? And so as we as believers today, we have that same privilege. God has given us as believers the same privilege to share the good news and the gospel of Jesus Christ in this old dark world in which we are living. Amen, somebody. We have that same privilege. We can announce to the world the forgiveness of the sins with certainty when we ourselves find repentance and faith in Jesus. Amen. But here it is. In order to do that, you have to come to Jesus. Amen. Your prayer, Deacon Busby, was that uh, as that rope is lowered down, amen, that the one who needs to grab hold of it will open up their heart to the Lord and that they will reach out, amen. That's the same for those we got in our family, those we have on our job, those acquaintances that we have who do not accept and receive Jesus right now, that we are praying for them. That when the time comes and when God presents an opportunity for them to move forward, that they will reach out and grab a hold of God's hand. Is there anybody here this morning who's ever reached out and grabbed the hands of God? Hallelujah. It's only then, church, that you can tell somebody else the good news of Christ Jesus unless you know the good news yourself. Amen? All right, so here it is. This first great transformation was that the disciples changed from fearful to faithful men. And they overcame their external and their internal fears. Church, we got to overcome this guilt and shame that we have, amen? The devil would desire nothing else better for you to stay in your guilt, to stay in your shame, amen? And the truth is, we have all, let's say, we have all sinned. And we've all fallen short of the glory of God, amen? So we fit right in here. But the devil was going to try to hold you down on that. You remember the things you did? Yeah, yeah, you may have done it. Amen. But how many of you know that the Lord Jesus Christ is standing before the Father even now making intercession on our behalf for those who are believers in Christ Jesus? Amen. We got to overcome this guilt and this shame. Amen. 
and, and to get from uh, being all this other stuff and just fixate and, and focus on what Jesus Christ has done for us. But there was a second great transformation that occurred among the disciples that brought them from doubting to believing. Amen in here, somebody. The word says that more than a week had passed since the first Easter gathering. And once more, the followers of Jesus, they had assembled themselves and they were sitting around and they were talking and sharing about what Jesus had meant to them. And I want you to listen in the word of what they said in verses 24 and 25. Listen what happened. The word says that now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. And so the other disciples told him that we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, Thomas said, I will not believe. Amen? He said, he what? I will not believe. Listen to what verse 26 to 29 says. It says then that a week later, his disciples were in the house again. And Thomas this time was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Amen. Then he said to Thomas, Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Amen. And Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. Church, when I look at that, I'm wondering this morning, are you like Thomas, who was full of doubt? And have to actually see and touch Jesus to believe. Are you like Thomas who only wanted Jesus' physical presence? There are folk in life who only want Jesus' physical presence to be able to heal me and, and to touch me and, and to do miracles in my life. But my brothers and my sisters, I stopped by to tell you this morning that God has not limited himself to one physical body. He wants to be present with you at all times because God is with you even right now in the form of the Holy Spirit. Is anybody glad that the Spirit of the living God is inside of you? That means, church, that you can talk to him right now. Amen. And you can find his words if you open up his book. Amen. The Bible. Amen. And he can be as real to you as he was to Thomas. Can I ask you this morning, is the Lord real to you? I said, is he real to you? Is he real in your soul? Is the Lord real to you? Amen, somebody. You can talk to him right now. Hallelujah. Some folks say that they would believe in Jesus if you could show me a definite sign, if you could show me some proof, show me a miracle, and then I'll believe in him. But what did Jesus say? Jesus said, well, uh, we're blessed if we can believe without seeing. Amen. We got all the proof that we need, amen, and the words of the Bible and the testimony of believers. I've heard some of your testimonies, and in your testimony, it has given me strength to keep on keeping on. Amen. In your testimony, it has lifted up my spirit 
that I'm able to see that God is still a miracle working God. In your testimony, I've been able to move forward when the world tells me to hold back. But when you get the Lord and his spirit in you, when God begins to move in your soul, all you can do is just put your hand in the air and give God praise and say, thank you, Jesus, for all of your blessings. Amen. Hallelujah. I know we got some believers here this morning that can testify that you've been blessed. Has anybody been blessed? Somebody here knows how good the Lord has been to you. Amen in here, somebody. Somebody knows this morning how far that the Lord has brought you through. Somebody here this morning knows that we ought to give God some praise and thank him for being a mighty good God. When I look back over my life, when I look at what God has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I put my hands together and give God praise for blessing me. And if I had just 10 folk in here who don't mind giving God praise, who don't mind giving God a shout, who don't mind saying hallelujah, who don't mind saying glory to God, if you don't mind giving God praise, then let's just take 10 seconds right now and put our hands together and give God praise. Come on in here, somebody. Hallelujah. You may be seated. What a mighty God we serve. You know, some of us, some of us, all of us, at one time, amen. We may have been doubters like Thomas, amen. Truth told, relying on our own common sense or our own reasoning and experience. You see, Thomas thought, that a risen and living Lord was an impossibility. Because he said, unless I see, he said, I won't believe. Amen. But praise God this morning. Christ confronted Thomas. And he showed him that what he had thought to be impossible was now possible. Amen. Jesus said, listen, be not faithless, but believing. Amen. And you know what Thomas answered? He said, my Lord and my God. Church, I really want to tell you this morning, don't be faithless this morning, but believe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The word says that when Thomas believed, Jesus opened him up to the power of God. Because, church, that for with God, nothing is impossible. Amen? And the truth is, he came to save you and me from our sins. He transformed Thomas' life. He changed his mind and his heart. And what he did for Thomas, he'll do the same for you. Amen in here, somebody. Because Jesus Christ saves today in order that we might be able to help that others get saved. Amen. My question this morning, church, is are you willing to serve others today? Are you willing to make a difference in someone else's life? Christ wants to transform your life today. And can I tell you this in my own testimony? Because when Christ transforms your life, amen, you'll be able to shout out like Thomas, my Lord and my God. Anybody ready to shout for the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Somebody needs to give him a shout this morning. 
What a mighty God I serve. You know what I want to tell you this morning? Stand with me this morning, church. I want to say this to you. Lord, I believe. These times that we're living in, and Deacon Sharp and I were talking prior to coming in to the service this morning. We were talking about the condition of this world in which we're living. There's been a major change from the time that most of us, at least my age and all, grew up. Amen. All kinds of dangers and, and, and snares and toils that, that we didn't have when we were growing up. We're praying for our children. Those of you who have children, we are praying with you and for you. Amen. This is a tough time that we're going through, that we're living in. Amen. But the Lord is letting us know to believe. Whatever's going on in your life situation, just say, Lord, I believe. Whatever hurts that are taking place in your life, we still have to say, Lord, I believe. Broken hearts today, but Lord, I believe. Broken marriages today, but Lord, I believe. Trouble in the home, children rebellious, parents rebellious against children, spouses, and so on. But Lord, I believe. No matter what's going on in your life situation, if you turn it over to Jesus, I said if you turn it over to Jesus, if you turn it over to Jesus, how many of you believe that the Lord is able to work it out? That he can make a difference? That he can fix things that man said are impossible to fix? That he can restore what man says is broken? Amen. Lord, I believe. Here's an opportunity for you to show if you truly do believe that the Lord can do it. Our deacons are here this morning, and I'm extending to you right now, those who are in person, those who are watching by live stream, an opportunity to demonstrate your love for the Lord Jesus Christ by repenting of sins by acknowledging, confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, he said, if we do so, then thou shalt be saved. Somebody needs salvation today. And it can only come through Jesus Christ, amen. If you do not know Jesus in the pardoning of your sins, if you don't know him personally, we invite you to come just as you are. That's what I love about God. He will accept you just as you are. He'll work the other things out in your life. You can, matter of fact, we don't have the power to work it out by ourselves anyway. But the Lord can. For those of you who are watching by live stream, if the Lord is speaking just to you and you desire to give your heart and your life over to the Lord, just come today, just as you are. Reach out to us by whatever means that you have. Amen. Reach out to us. We would love to disciple you. There may be someone here this morning that lives in this community. You have been searching for a church term. Let me say this. Everybody needs to have a covering in their life. A church that they can come to where you can use your gifts, your talents, and your treasures and give them back to God. Amen. If you're searching for a church home, we invite you to come. Just as you just come, we would love to receive and to accept and to have you with us here at Second Baptist. Amen. There may be someone who has been a believer, but you moved away from God. And God is desiring for you, given opportunity, that rope, uh, Deacon Busby, is being lowered down. And all you have to do is take hold of it. Amen. 
and come. If there's one here today, Lord is speaking just to you, just come. If you want to rededicate your life to Christ, just come. Amen. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Come on, let's say it one more time. Lord, I believe. As we leave today, I pray that when you leave these doors, that we will live out just what we said. Lord, I believe. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. What a mighty God we serve. joining us on this day. Amen. I pray that you have a blessed day. I want to ask if a few of our men can stay with me just a little bit after church. I need your strength. Amen. I got a little something for you. So uh, we just want to say we thank God for each and every one of you. Now unto him is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Let the church say, Amen. 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 May God bless.